Hi, and thanks for listening to another audio podcast from Creekside Community Church, Narangba, Queensland. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.creekside.org.au. Today, today, church, I um, want you to strap yourselves in for a few minutes because I'm going to talk to you about 50 ways to put God first in your life, one by one by one. No, no, we're not going to do that either. But we are going to talk about how to put God first in your life. And I've called this talk, Who's On First? Who's On First? Does anyone remember that old, you probably have to be 50 years old to remember that old clip, Who's On First? Abbott Costello. Anyone remember this one? If you haven't seen it, make sure you Google it, Who's On First? It goes for about nine minutes, so I wasn't going to show you today because we'll be here for a lot longer. But it's a very funny clip. These guys are masters. And uh, as they, they talked about who's on first base in a, in a, in a baseball um, field, who's on first? It was just so funny watching this. I watched it with Tim this week, actually. And, uh, but it's, it's so confusing. These guys are going back and forth and it's so confusing because that's what happens. It gets confusing when God is not on first base in our life. Everything else starts to get confused. Life starts to get out of order. And I've been there at different times in my life too. And, and I know that other things start when it's in the wrong order. God is not first. And somehow God's getting pushed down the list as priorities and things start to get confused. Now, let me illustrate that. When I get married in three weeks, everyone, three weeks, ah! I'm saying, Mia, I'm going to give you the best of my life for the rest of my life. Now, my wife will have certain expectations of me, right? Like, i got to bring her flowers and not some other woman, true? Why is that? Because she's first in my life, true? And it's like... I've got to love her and not love someone else, love some other woman, true? Because she has expectations and she deserves that and she wants that and she demands that. (laughs) True? Right. Now, even more so, even more so, God deserves that and God wants that and God demands that, actually. He demands to be first in our lives and he is jealous if he's not first in our life. And we know that in the scriptures. It says there in Exodus 25, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. God demands to be first in our lives and he's jealous if he's not. And today I want us to make sure that we're not flirting around in the devil's territory in our lives, in any area of our life, and letting confusion slip in and dishonouring God because he's not first and then life gets out of order. Sometimes we keep the very best and we give God our leftovers. Sometimes we give God the leftovers of our time or of our talents or of our treasures to God. And those things become an afterthought in our life instead of our first thought in our life. But as a steward here, we've been talking about stewardship and that God is our master and that I'm a steward and that there's only one thing that's required of me as a steward and that is that I am faithful. I must be faithful in placing God first in my life. I need to not give him my leftovers but give him my best. 
And if I give God my best, the rest will be blessed. If I give God my best, the rest will be blessed. And I can show you that in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Jesus taught that we shouldn't worry about our provision, God's providing in our life if we put God first. He says, so do not worry in Matthew 6.31, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So when you're seeking God first, he's promising that he will provide for your needs. There's a principle here, there's a principle of first. Everyone say the principle of first. The principle of first. I want you to remember the principle of first. That when you seek him first and you give him first and you worship him first and you trust him first in your life, that it's going to unlock his provision in your life, as we see, and his protection over your whole life. This is a kingdom principle. It's not an Old Testament principle. It's not a New Testament principle. It is a kingdom principle. Put God first and the rest will be blessed because it's in the right order. Now, when he is not first, that means someone else is first or something else is first in your life and nothing in your life will be in the right order. Nothing if God is not first. If God is not first in your life, nothing will be in the right order. In your marriage, in your family, in your career, in your friendships, in your ministry, in your church. Nothing is in the right order if God is not first. If he's not the Lord of your life, and that means he's the leader or the master of your life. If he is not the leader, the Lord, the master, that means first, then God will not be able to take care of everything else like he said he would. Because you're not seeking him first. It's the principle of first. Now, the truth is, most of us here agree with this. Can I hear a big amen? amen. And that's why we're sitting here, true? But I want you to ask yourself right now, just quietly, who's on first? Who's on first? And we can look at this principle in every different area of our life, in 50 different areas I could give you today, but I won't. We'll just focus in on one area today, and I'm going to focus in on our finances. Because we're in a stewardship series, and I think this is a great topic for us to think about. Are we experiencing God's provision and his protection in our finances because we've put God first in this area of our life? And I know this is an important area. It tugs at our hearts. This is a big area of our life. We focus so much of our life on earning and living and thinking about it and scraping and hoping we've got enough and paying the bills and investing and you know, all the things. Money is a huge part of our life and the scripture talks about money more than any other topic. Money and possessions. Jesus spoke about money more than he spoke about prayer. This, this is a big topic and I want us to focus on is God first in this area of our life? The answer to this question, if God is first, is God first in my finances? If he is, then you will have his provision and his protection. We all agree that God is first in our lives and that's why we're here. But what do we do with God? Is he the master of our money? Are we being faithful stewards with our money? Do I bring my offering to God first or is he an afterthought? 
We're going to have a look today at four different types of offerings from the Scriptures, four different offerings that we found, find in the Scriptures. And I want to see if they're placing God first. I want us to have a look at the heart behind it. We're going to look in Malachi's time. God's people had neglected God's principle of what they call first fruit giving. We talked about this last week, the first fruits offering, giving God your first. They were giving to God something that had no value. It had no value to them and it had no value to God because they were giving God their leftovers after picking through and giving to God the leftovers. And God says, quit mocking me. What did God think when Israel neglected his people and their first fruits, offerings? Well, let's have a look at Malachi 3, 7 to 10. It says, Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of a tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of the heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it and put me to the test. And then we wonder why doesn't God bless us? Why are we missing God's very best? It's because we're forsaking God's principles, the ordinary behaviour of believers of giving God our first, which really means our principle of ordinary giving. In other words, it's an ordinary behaviour for God's people to thank God first in their finances and in every area of their lives, to thank him first for their income in their life, It's ordinary for people of God to know that God will not only bless them, but will protect them and provide for them when they place God first in this area of their life. Does that make sense? It's ordinary principle and ordinary behaviour for believers to do this. And he goes on to say in Malachi 3, verse 10, next one, sorry I missed that, It says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. So when I look at this passage in Malachi, about I see a few important observations for me and relating to this principle of first. When you honour God first with your finance, I see that it's unlocking a level of provision and protection on our life because God is first in that area. Whatever you give him first, he's able to provide and protect and look after in that area. He will bless that. It's like it can open up heaven on this area of our life and, and we can rebuke the devourer who is coming to try and destroy that part of your life because God is first in that area of your life. If you've never done this in your finances, I want to really encourage you today. How do I test it? It's really simple to test this. I receive my pay and I give God my offering. And then I take care of the other things. And God helps me take care of the other things. I receive my pay each week and and straight away my offering goes to God. And after that, God takes care of everything else. I'm putting him first in my finances. 
I'm not telling you what to give or how much to give and all those things. The Bible says give with a cheerful heart. God wants you to give from your heart as an act of worship to him. I did talk last week about a pattern of giving. I've had the 10-10-80 plan. You should give with a plan. You should give in a systematic way. and We should do that in an ongoing way because we want God to bless us in an ongoing way. And so have a plan for how you give and how you manage your finances. Don't let it happen by accident. Make it happen on purpose and say, I'm investing into the kingdom of God. I'm putting God first in the kingdom of God and with my finances. And then when I do that in a systematic way and ongoing and over year after year after year, God is, you're just building something. You're sowing seeds that bring life. And I'm doing it in a, on purpose, not by accident. And it's the last thing that I do. If God said to you, if you'll give me the first part of your income, a first fruits offering in a sense, a faith offering, then I will bless you and I will provide for you, and I will protect you, and I'll stand at your door, and I'll keep the devourer out. I'll keep that part of your world in order because of I am first in that part of your life. Would you do it? Yes or yes? Of course you would. Well, he did say this, and let's be honest. We still have to think about it, right? I do too. Why do we have to think about it? We have to think about it because this is a step of faith, as we look in the Old Testament, it was rules and laws and, you know, do this and that will happen and so on. Now it's, this is a heart thing. God is looking at your heart and he's saying, do this by faith. And that's why we have to think about it because this is a faith step for us. God wants us to trust him first. We don't do this because of some Old Testament rules. We do this because we trust God and we have faith in him. To do this, you have to walk by faith because we have to give to him first and not all of our other things that we think we're trusting him first to take care of our needs. He didn't say wait until you have 10 different things and then take one of them and give to God. He said, honour me with your first fruits, with your first offering, the very best that you have. I want to have a look at two different other offerings now, Cain's offering and Abel's offering. Let's have a look at Cain and Abel. It says, when they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. And this made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right, but, you will, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at your door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. One day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. By the way, this is the first offering recorded in Scripture. I don't think this was the first offering, but it's the first offering we read about in the Scripture. And I think it's there because it's trying to teach us about the heart with which we give, the heart behind with which we give. And that's what I got from this as I was reflecting on this. Um, let's talk about the heart of Cain. Let's examine Cain's heart and see what the problem was here because I wonder if sometimes we deal with the same issues 
that Cain was dealing with here. And I think the problem is the heart behind his giving here. Interestingly, Cain was mentioned in the book of Jude. And it says there in Jude 11, Woe to them, they have taken, what? The way of Cain. They have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's era. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. Isn't that interesting? The way of Cain, it was called. It was all about rushing into greed, and it resulted in them being destroyed through rebellion to God's ways. Now, when we don't give to God first, we have taken the way of Cain. We are just like Cain in that we think our way is better. I'm not putting God first. I'm going to do this my way. And if I'm a disciple of Christ, and if he's my master and I'm a steward of God's stuff, and it's only required of me to be faithful with his things, then I need to put him first. But Cain followed his own ways, and he had a heart issue here to deal with. And we can see the result of it was rebellion against God's ways. God doesn't need what we have, by the way. He doesn't need our money. God doesn't need our money. You think God needs your possessions and needs your time and needs your services. God doesn't need anything like that. All he wants is your heart. And when he has our hearts, that means we're putting him first in all of these areas. So here's a bold statement to make. God I'll do my offering my way. Thank you very much. I'll do it however I want and whenever I want and I'll give whatever I want. Church, that's the way of Cain. None of us would want to do that. None of us would be like that. Cain knowingly did this. Cain was not a stupid man. He was a businessman and he did this because he had a heart issue. He knew what he was doing and he got bitter about it when God challenged him on it. And instead of repenting of it and changing his heart, he just rebelled further and ended up murdering his brother. Cain had a heart problem and he missed the blessing of God's provision. He missed the blessing of God's protection because he didn't give God his first. He didn't give God his best. He got bitter and resentful and jealous to the point of murdering his own brother. And the Bible is really clear on the order of things and which we're to give and it's really clear on how that we're to honour God first <coughs> and entrust him that God will provide for us. <coughs> Excuse me. It says in Proverbs 3, 9 to 10, Honour the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything that you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. He says, honour. That's a heart thing. He's saying, honour him with the best part of everything you produce. In other words, give God your best. Give to him your first. <clears throat> That's a heart thing. But instead, Cain said, I'll do it my way. And he ruined his own life because of that. He missed the blessing and it resulted in absolute ruin. That's why in Proverbs 19 verse 3, it says, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness. 
and then they are angry at the Lord. Anyone know someone like that? That was Cain. He was ruined by his own foolishness and then he blamed God for it. I think God gets the blame for a lot of foolishness. That's not his fault. It's our own fault. Let's have a look at the heart of Abel. Now, the heart of Abel, it says in Hebrews 11.4, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by example of his faith. See, that faith is an observation here. Firstly, Abel gave by faith. That's what we talked about before. In other words, he gave his first to God and it was a more acceptable offering. It was his offering giving evidence that he was a righteous man, a generous man. And God approved of his offering. The goal of our faith and the ambition of everyone who loves God to be righteous in the sight of God is to be a generous person. In Judaism, the word tzedakah, you may have heard that word, is a very important Hebrew word. And it just means of giving good deeds and generosity as part of being a righteous person. It includes having a righteous heart before God, a heart that is true before God. And Abel had a heart that was very true to God. He was aware of his own sins. He knew that the only way that he could stand before his God was by providing a sacrifice of an unblemished lamb, an innocent substitute that would take his guilt And this involved the death of his firstborn of his flock. Remember the principle of first? Here it is. So by faith, he gave his first and was found righteous. It takes faith to give God your first and be found righteous. It doesn't take faith to pay the bills and then give God the leftovers. That doesn't take faith. It takes faith to put God first, and God has called us to live by faith. Living by faith is different to living by the world. Living by faith is the opposite to living by the world, actually. And what God is saying to us is, if you'll recognize me first by faith, then I will look after you and provide and, pro- provide and protect you. Let me show you another example, a third offering, and we'll look at Abraham. Now, God asked Abraham for his firstborn son before any promise was fulfilled. He didn't have 10 sons and then say, give me one. He only had one and he asked him for it and he wanted his first son, his best, before the promise could be fulfilled. He had to step out in faith and surrender and sacrifice his only son. And we know that God actually stopped him before he killed his firstborn son. But watch what happens when he stopped him. On the screen you'll see, and Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, 
For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your own son, your only son. And then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Notice that it was only after he gave his firstborn son here. Only after he gave that, God then protected his son and then provided a substitute. Protection and provision come when we offer our first offering to God in faith. The blessing of God's provision and protection didn't come until after they first, he first had faith. Now, if you remember where we started today in Matthew 6.33, it said, seek the kingdom of God first. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything that you need. And he did. And he does.